Teda is in a cycle, as a person's life is on a cycle. We live a circle. Everything is, well, in America they say what goes around comes around, but that's different, totally different entity. Teda goes around, we start the beginning of Chabreshis, and we go through till the end of Dvarim throughout the course of the year, and then we start again. In Fashtetzach, it's of course, we have so both connections between the beginning and the end of each Chumash, the beginning and the end of each of the Teda itself. But we have this each time. It occurs each time, each cycle. On each cycle, we finish Bereshis, and each cycle, we finish Shemais, etc. Obviously, each cycle we need to learn something new. A person cannot be complacent and just sit and learn what they've gotten, and that's it, and I've got, I've amassed, and I'm fine, I'm good to go. As we know that it says that in the Shemaim, <coughs> when a person passes away, the Neshama comes to the Maila, the Achraza, the, the outcry, the call, they call out, Ashem Yishabala Kamet how wonderful it is for the person, whoever, whoever comes here with his studies in his hand, and obviously it's therefore meaning the more one amasses, the more one has, and the more the one is praiseworthy. Um, obviously, in camp we used to say at the end of learning camp, the announcement was, learning never ends, learning never ends. But now it's time for us to go to activities. And this is a fact. This is a fact that we always taught the children learning never ends. And this is a fact that of life, of education, <coughs> learning never ends. No one can ever be say, I've learned. I know mine. <coughs> it's never enough, it never finishes. That said, <laughs> um, Although we've spoken before, we repeat things sometimes for that very reason. Because it's the blo- the beauty and the glory of Teda that we need to carry on, that we need that needs to keep us persevering and keeps us forging ahead. Men have mitzvahs, mitzvah say they have things that connect them, Shekhidishanu, Mitzvesa, Vitzivanu that connect us to God each time we perform a mitzvah. Women too have mitzvahs. Although women do not have to do mitzvahs, as the Chacham say, that a mitzvah says is mangrama, a mitzvah say that only time causes it, that because it's this time, that's why we're doing this mitzvah, sukkah, lulav, chanakeh, not medereisa, chanakeh, but okay, mitzvahs that are medereisa, which are only because of the time carbon Pesach is only brought on Pesach. 
So in that case, what's left for the woman to connect and to, to become one with God? May a woman bench Essek. There are those that have different controversial opinions of that. But most opinions will tell you that a woman may take a little of an Essek in her hand and say, But most importantly, the woman has the mitzvah of Neda Shabbos Kedish. Lighting the Shabbos candles. Making the bracha shake the shalom and says the son of the hadlik neisha shabbos kedesh. Commanded, and mitzvah is the lashon of tzavse vechibur says zayar, which means totally connecting, and thereby connecting the woman to Hakadosh Baruch Hu to the Ebishter, in a total connection. The Chazal tell us, One moment of tshuva on this world is greater than the entire world to come. One mitzvah tilts the scale. First of all, mitzvah of tshuva tilts the scale. But one mitzvah could tilt the scale. Famous story of Hashem HaKadosh. There was no rain for a while. It was a drought. And they came to me, they came to Hashem to daven for rain. And Hashem said, I can't. It's a decree that's way above my head. It's out of, off my pay grade. Not quite. Talking about the Hashem here. Hashem um, <coughs> said, I can't. But travel to this in this town. You'll find a shikah, a drunk. He sits there. Ask him to daven for rain. However, he's always drunk. Literally. The only time you can catch him to give to Davin is as soon as he wakes up in the morning before he grabs the bottle. Catch him then and ask him to Davin. Kachab and the Talmidim came there and they found this unpleasant smelling looking fellow and they caught him sleeping they stood and waited. As soon as he woke up, he started to reach for the bottle. They stopped him and they said, No, 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 no. You have to daven for us. So what do you mean? He said, Baal Shem told us to come to you to tell you to daven for us. Shem could daven himself. He doesn't need me. No. The Baal Shem said, only you, could have, only you could do this. He says, What is it that has to be done? And they told him they need to daven for rain. There's no rain. So he immediately lifts up his hands to the Abish and he says, Rebbein send rain. And it started to pour. Came back to Hashem, and Hashem told the following story. This fellow once amassed a substantial amount of money and decided he was going to do a tremendous, horrific avera with his money. He was going to do a sin with his money. Do not... <coughs> apply your imagination to this part of the story because it's not relevant to the story. An Aveda. And he walk, walking there, he passed by a family sitting on the street. 
children, husband and wife, and they all looked very, very sad. Human curiosity, he turned out, he walked over to them and said, what happened? And they told him that they didn't have the money for the rent, and the pirates threw them out of their house, and they're homeless. How much do you need? And they told him how much they needed, and it was the exact amount that he had in his bag. He said, okay, never mind. He took the money, he gave it to them. So he already did shuva before he did the Avera, first of all, so he didn't do the Avera. Secondly, he saved the family. Lamaila, this turned over the whole heavens. The heavens was going crazy from this. What do we do with this guy? This guy just did the most magnificent deed. Selfless, unbelievable. They decided to give him the power of bracha. He can pray of tefillah. He can pray for anything he prays for that will come to, come into fruition. However, since it, once it's discovered that he has this power, people will ask him to daven. Excuse me for frivialities, alities, or things that are not necessary, or whatever it might be. So, therefore, it was decreed in heaven that he should become a drunk and thereby not be able to daven for people. The Bashemta was aware of this, and therefore the Bashemta said, You have to catch him before he gets drunk, before he starts drinking, so you can ask him for, his, for a prayer. Granted, the story has a zillion and two questions. It's a story of the Bashemtav. We take it called face value. The person, therefore, <coughs> with his one mitzvah, the woman with the one mitzvah, Nere Shabbos Kedish, or the mitzvah of Chala, or the mitzvah of Kibi Taras Mishpacha, or the Rabbanon mitzvah of taking of keeping tzniyus, a married woman covering her hair. These are mitzvahs that do not take on any proportion; that cannot proportionally not be compared to any mitzvah man can do. Taking challah, not so much. Because the person doesn't bake every week challah. The olden days, they used to bake every week. Today, unfortunately, there's... Not unfortunately, unfortunately, there's bakeries. And people buy challahs, etc. They don't have the opportunity of taking challah. Who's like the Jewish nation? Many Jewish bakeries <coughs> afford women the opportunities on, I guess, Thursday, Thursday night, to come into the bakery and to take challah. I don't know who or where, I just heard about it, I can't make an appointment for you. <coughs> Who's like the Jewish nation? Nobody compares to the Jewish nation. But challah needs to be taken regardless. So it doesn't, it's neither here nor there. If one of the men take off the challah and make a bracha l'avrash challah, or if a woman comes in and does it, I'm sure they put on gloves. In today's day and age, you have to put a mask also, maybe even a whole uh, hazmat suit. But 
it's some it's something that's done. Mitzvah women that want to do mitzvahs. They want to be attached, they want to be connected. <clears throat> they search, they look for ways. They don't put on film, they don't wear tzitzis. They may daven. May daven. They have to daven. Shachas definitely. And even mincha per se. And the Nashim Sitkani is the daven maidav. Women don't have to have a maid of bands, a brachal of a tol, Every word of tefillah that comes out of a woman's mouth is far greater than that of a man. Their mindset, their, their machshavis are far purer, their intentions are far purer than that of a man. And therefore, zonzi davan, let them davan. Unfortunately, Women go to work, have children, families, a job, a job, a house, everything to juggle. They don't have time to sit and daven three times a day with a minion. And the Altarebbe describes exactly what they should say, what they must say each day. You can look it up. This is the devotions. This is the Mesiris Nefesh, the abnegation of the Jewish nation. More than the men is the women. And in the Schus Lashem Sidkanius, in the merit of the, of the righteous women, we were revealed and we will be revealed in the future. And this is therefore something we don't take lightly, we shouldn't take lightly, we may not take lightly, we need to apply ourselves, we need to see to it that we respect and that we honor just that. And that if we do, if we have mitzvahs that we can still do, we should do them obviously in the best way that we possibly can. And women more so know that you have these schusim, you have these merits. Every word of tehillim, every word of davening that you say reaches and achieves and brings out a higher level than any that of a man. That said, let us go back to this week's parshas. It's not parshiyos; it's parshas vayakel pekudei. It's called one vayakel pekudei, and also is chazak of chumish shemais, which is the usual way I start this year. I unfortunately got one off the tangent before I could start. <laughs> Vayakal Pekudei Chazak Shemais. Vayakal Pekudei basically... Vayakal Pekudei basically is a repetition of Trumet Tetzaveh, Kisisa almost. Not so much Kisisa, there's not many Kayla mentioned in Kisisa. Vayakal Pekudei therefore are a repetition... And they repeat mitzvahs and the Mishkan and the building of the Mishkan, etc., which were already mentioned prior 
in Truma and Tzavah. And the repetition, there's many different reasons and explanations to the repetition, why these parashas are necessary, what, what they add, what they take away. But at the end of the Pasha Pekudei, we hear of the Mishkan finally being erected. All the Kalim are done. Tzal and Aliyah did a wonderful job. Wonderful 13-year-old Betzal. And the Mishkan is ready to stand up. However, there's a problem. The Mishkan was compiled, the walls, the outside walls, were compiled of beams. And the beams had bases in which to stand. But more than that, they had to become a wall. So there was a little thing called the Briyach HaTichen, a pipe, which in his own way of miracles, snaked its way around the whole Mishkin, outside walls. And the ringlets that were outside of each beam, thereby connecting each one of the beams together. And now you had a full wall that had to stand up. However, each beam weighed a tremendous amount in its own right. Needless to say, now you have a whole wall of these beams laying on the floor that have to be stood up. They didn't have the manpower, even the creation of the cranes of anything of the sort to lift up these beams. Vastutn. They turned to Mesha, what do we do? <coughs> and Mesha in turn turned to Hashem. And Hashem says, Mesha, pick it up. Pick it up. The weight. But David just said, pick it up. And Mesha reaches out to pick up the beams, to pick up the walls. As he puts his hand down to pick it up, the beams stand up. The whole walls get up, they erect themselves. Ke'ilu, it was Mesha's application, his Mesha's work, the fact that he reached out and put his hand underneath it, and that's what raised it up. The message, of course, we have many obstacles in our lives. We have many things that we don't imagine we can overcome, that we can get through. Sometimes it's work, juggling work and school and this and that. Sometimes it's juggling house and, and sometimes it's juggling jobs, sometimes it's juggling me and my juggling. There's so many things that people go through. Lake Zohant. Put your hand to it. And Hashem sees to it that it happens. Not So then where does Shemais teach us this lesson? In the beginning of Chumash Shemais, we also have an episode where a little baby Meisha was sent out into the Nilos. That's why some people wanted to say Moshe was in denial. He was out in the Nilos. And Batya Baspari came to the waters and saw this floating baby crying. 
And she wanted to bring the baby in, but the baby was quite far. But her first reaction was to reach out to get the baby. It was not imaginable that reaching out to get the baby, she would get the baby. If she leaned over, if she put herself fully by the water, the baby was far away. Tells us, the Madrish, Rashi, whoever it might be, explains all the commentaries that tell us, her arm became elongated. Her arm stretched. And she was able to reach the baby and bring the baby back in. Batya had a very positive intention. She wanted to save this child. And therefore, her reflex was reach out and grab the baby. Was it at all possible? Was it in her arm's distance? No! It was not in her hands in arm's reach. But she just reached out regardless, hoping. She didn't know what she was hoping. Was she dominating her arms to stretch out and get the baby? No. But she said, I've got to get the child. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw her sincerity and HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw to it that she was able to get the child. Once again, exhibiting how when a person devotes themselves and a person puts themselves into a situation where they need to do this and they know I gotta get this done Hashem sees to it you apply yourself and I will help you open for me a little hole like that of the head of a needle and I will open the heavens for you. HaKadosh Baruch tells us very simply, apply yourself, show your devotion, your dedication, I will make sure everything else falls into place. Many of us, many of us, not one of us, not a few of us, many of us, I would like to not want to say, I avoid saying majority of us, tend to sometimes fall into despair. Eh, I'll never get married, Chazashon. Eh, I'll never make Parnassah, Chazashon. Eh, I'll never... En, Kazeh, Davar, there's no such thing. HaKadosh Baruch has a master plan for each and everything and everyone. And therefore... Just like Seder Elam is that one is born, one goes through life, and upon completion gives back the Neshama, which will also stop happening because the Mashiach is going to come today and we'll have a Chaim Nitzchim, a perpetual life. The cycle of the human being the cycle of the person in their life, in their daily life, is a thing that one needs to follow through 
and one needs to say, I will be able to do it, I will be able to live to it, I will be able to see it. One may not fall into despair and say, oh, it's never going to happen. One must say, I can and I will. And therefore, one has the concept of mind over matter. Rabbi, you're hacking and cop because the person has a medical condition. You're not going to think away the medical condition. You're not going to overpower the medical condition. But, don't underestimate the power of prayer. Don't underestimate the power of tefillah. We each and every one of us don't have to be drunks. Each and every one of us have a power of prayer with which we can succeed in davening to Hashem and overcoming the worst of the worst obstacles. Things that are seemingly never going to happen. Things that are seemingly out of our reach. That has to show and we feel totally, totally lost about it. And we've given up on it. And we said, there's no way, no way either getting married is chashom, there's no way I'm having children chashom, there's no way I'm, I'm uh, whatever the case might be, I'm going to have whatever person can conjure up with his wonderful Yetzirah, no way I'll ever drive, no way, whatever it might be, tells us HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Put your hand to it. Tells us the Chumash Shemais. Put your hand to it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will see to it that it works. I did it. I tried it. I bet it didn't work. Yegaiti v'leim matzasi altam. I did it and did not succeed. You may not believe you. We do not believe you. There's no such thing. And there's also no such thing as a free lunch. A person can daven and break through any different, God forbid, decrees that are put upon them. And they can overcome, and they can thrive, and they can make it work. They can make it happen. We, some of us have it much harder than others. Some of us have been through things that others should never, fall, never even dream of. Can we tell you, <laughs> stiff up a lip, leave it behind, move on. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. Don't poo-poo it. We're not knocking it down. We're not telling you you don't have a, a situation. We're not telling you you didn't go through something. We're not telling you you didn't touch something. However, the forgive and forget is something that a person has to achieve within themselves is a level that a person needs to thrive and work on to try to make happen sometimes we have an olive branch extended and we don't understand we don't want to take it even some of this and that's not how HaKadosh Baruch Hu works HaKadosh Baruch Hu works in wonderful ways, not strange ways. And therefore, 
when an olive branch is extended, when something is extended, and sometimes it gets a little bit of dirt on it, or sometimes it doesn't look so perfect, it doesn't look so good, it's something that I don't want, I don't want to say that this olive branch saved me. I don't want to say, it's not a beautiful olive branch. I don't want to say, this is what saved me, and therefore I'd rather not be saved, and move on. That's not the way. Sometimes a person goes out on a shidduch and they find X amount of Hashem flaws in the person. But they still find tremendous good things in the person. But the flaws are things that are totally against their nature, against their existence. And they don't want to have to drag this person around as heavy dead weight. We need to sometimes measure out is it possible to manage with it or not. If one feels it's impossible, then obviously they're not compatible. You don't want to get married and just get divorced, Hashem. But one needs to put things aside, bury nightmares. They're not easy. It's easier said than done. You don't, Rabbi, you're talking out of your ears because the fact is you didn't go through what I went through you didn't experience what I experienced and therefore you can't you can't be an authority on telling me how and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Chumash Shemais tells us put your hand to it and HaKadosh Baruch Hu with Siata Deshmaya will see to it that it succeeds that it does happen that it does work Chafetz Chaim had a major story. One time he told two, two of his prestigious Talmidim in Preshburg, go get an appointment with the mayor today. Go sit and talk to the mayor today. They were befuddled, but Chafetz Chaim said, Frank Shkikashis. And they went to the secretary Take it back, not Khazheim, Sam Seifa. Sam Seifa is a pressure. They go to the secretary of the mayor and they ask for an appointment. And he says, It's not possible. He's booked to the gazoo. But the Sam Seifa told them it's a pressing matter and do not back down. You must see to it that you meet with him. Kids said, They persevered, pushed, 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 and they got themselves a 10 minute slot. All right. They come to sit down with the mayor, and the mayor pours three glasses of milk, one for himself and two, one for each of them, two representatives. But the milk, as we know, is chalavakim. Not allowed to drink chalavakim. And they refuse to take a drink. And he says, are you going to drink my milk? And they said, no, we're not allowed to. He went off the handle, started to berate them and curse them and tell them, this is you typical Jews, you ingrates, come to a person's house, the person offers you, you don't eat, you don't drink, what do you think you are, who do you think you're better than us, you think you're the, the chosen people, what is what's going on over here? Kids in the middle of his tirade, his secretary comes running in, says, Mayor, Mayor, Your Honor, 
whatever he calls them. Where's the milk? He says, what milk? He says, the milk that you had here before. He says, why, what's wrong? I hope you didn't drink it. He says, no, I have not yet drank it because these ingrates over here were ins- insulted me and didn't drink theirs and therefore I didn't have a chance to take mine in my mouth because I'm so insulted and, be- and belittled by their... The guy interrupts him and says, Mayor, Mayor, do not drink your milk. He says, why? So they just found out the milk is contaminated and it's literally killing people left and right. says the mayor this is not an insult you had insight this Jewish nation is much smarter than I remember I will tell you the truth I had full intention by the end of today to throw all the Jews out of Pressburg I was going to sign a decree today throwing everybody out and as much as you just literally saved my life because of your insight, because your chachma, I'm not going to sign this. This is not going to happen. And the community was saved, shall we say in simple English, from a cup of milk. We don't know why we're put where. We don't know what our mission is. We do know that we need to serve Hashem. The Pasha begins Vayakel Moshe. Moshe gathered the entire Jewish nation and commands two commandments to sanctify and to keep Shabbos and to bake the Mishkan. Rashi takes the words Vayakhel Moshe and writes, explains, this happened the day after Yom Kippur when he came down from the mountain. Immediately. Which means to say that this gathering of the Jewish nation, the commandment of keeping Shabbos and the, all the things that do in the Mishkan was day after Yom Kippur. When he came down and brought the second Luchas, when the Jews are now forgiven after 40 days of prayer, and 40 more days until he received the second Luchas. We need to clarify this. First of all, how does Rashi know that this happened day after Yom Kippur and not Yom Kippur itself? Immediately when he came down from the mountain, he gathered the Jews. Why say that it happened the next day? Secondly, why did Moshe wait a full day to give over these, these commandments, these laws? As soon as he came down from the mountain, he should have said it. After all, if you keep scrolling on this Gemara in, da, in Psachim, Dalar Amar Aleph, which tells us, Zerizim Magdim and Lemitzvahs. Zerizim Magdim and Lemitzvahs. One should always be a, a jet set, a, a one should jump always to do in the fastest possible fashion, fastest possible way, a mitzvah. In that case, why did he procrastinate to the next day to tell them about this mitzvah? Rashi comes to this conclusion 
that it was the next day, from the word Vayakhel. Which lets us know that Moshe Rabbeinu did something special, and he gathered the nation. Therefore we must say, that this is not happening in Yom Kippur itself. The Moshe Rabbeinu is coming down from Har Sinai, himself gathered the Jews. Taylor teaches us here, when the Jews come together to receive the second Lucas from Moshe Rabbeinu, that he did not tell them right away about Shabbos and Malach Samishkan. He only did it the next day. When he got a special gathering, he made a special hakel with the Jews in order to give over the, to them the commandment of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're still left with a little bit of a question. Why wait? Why not give this over immediately? And the answer is, when he came down, Meshavina came down from Hasinai, and he brought with him these luchas, the second luchas, the Jews received this warming, this hot, heated feeling within themselves. They wanted this luchas. And the great joy that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing now that He forgave them for the sin of the golden calf. Therefore, in Yom Kippur itself, they were totally enveloped as it says, their heads and their whole ex- essence in the slicha, the forgiveness and the tater. And they didn't have any room for anything else. The next day, Moshe gathers them again and tells them these commandments of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they need to do keeping Shabbos they have to do the words of God however you keep yourself in Israel with totally entrenched in the Torah itself and there was no place for commanding any other things we take two lessons from this first of all Teda is very, very, very special. And the Mila of Teda, that a person attaches themselves, and by attach, when one attaches themselves to actually study of Teda, there's nothing else happening around them. Even building of the Mishkan, not when I'm learning Teda. We're not Mavatl, learning Teda, for even the building of the Besamekdash. Learning Teda, now is time for Teda itself, you and Teda. Secondly, in lieu of the fact of the greatness of Teda, once we achieve our attachment to Teda, we need to step out a little bit from the Dalaramis of Tera, from the four cubits of Tera, 
and do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Make a Mishkan. A Mishkan for what? For the resting of the Shechina. After this great attachment in Tera, a Jew needs to also go out into the world. As you know, Kibbutz Kor Homigim Mari Yavam is Kuftesam at Beis, 109 site 2. But the Yamada cites, Kalem Ainli Alatayda, Filatayda Ainli. Anyone that says, I have nothing else but Tayda, he doesn't have Tayda either. With the Tayda, we have an obligation. Sorry, we have an obligation. Also, for Gemilas Chasodim, for kind acts, acts of kindness. And then we merit the resting of the Shekhinah, which is brought about with the Geula Amitus Vashtema, may it be today, this morning. And we finish off the Chudei. Once the Mishkan stood, Pasik tells us, the Bnei Yisrael set up this Mishkan for the resting of the Shechina amongst the Jews. Also, in Migdash, back in, in Truma, we learned Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to make the Migdash for me, so I could rest amongst you, dwell amongst you. And now, Pash Bekude, we read that actual part of the plan, shall we say. Now the Mishkan is completed. The Anan covers the Mishkan and the glory of a God was in the Mishkan. He said before, Trumba Tetzavik, he says, we're dealing with the building of the Mishkan and it's Caleb. Truma the Tzavah told us how to do things. Vayakil tells us of the actual building that took place and the making of the Kalim. And Pekudi tells us about the setting up of the actual Mishkan. So much so, as we just said, the Shekhinah actually comes to rest in the Mishkan. This whole order teaches us or introduces to us the actual connection between a person and God. First, there was a commandment from above. The commandment of the connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This awakens within Am Yisrael and gives us the strength and the way to attach ourselves. The second shlav, second stage, comes Avedis Am Yisrael, the actual service that we need to do. We need to build the Mishkan Bepel, 
And then we forge this connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is resting and revealing within the Mishkan that the Jews have put together. However, the actual doing of the Mishkan itself, which is making a vessel for the resting of, uh, the, resting of the Shekhinah, brings down the Kedusha, the highest holiness, Kedusha, from above, down below, and thereby causing it to bond with B'nai Yisrael, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, this sanctity, this holiness, this Kedusha, with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu rests in the Mishkan, It's as if it's 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 as if it's nothing, as if it's not. Just like the setting up of the Mishkan, we find a daily basis the connection between each and every Jew and Akash Baruch Hu on a daily basis. First First and foremost, we need to have the his editors from the Maila, the awakening from above. It's not just an awakening, but it's also something that gives Kayak to elevate us. The second stage is the awakening from within the person. The person awakens his Etzim, his keiches, and sanctifies himself and gives from himself, from his whole chumrius. But it's not enough to just form the bond between the Abishta and the person. The fullest kashus is after awakening from the matter comes the Seyedis, an addition to Seyedis, an additional awakening from the Maila. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu raises up the person, sanctifies him in the Kechis that are Ein Sef, then the true bond between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the person is forged. However, the sanctification of a person in its own right has a, a, a certain measurement to it, has a limited measurement of purifying, of elevating. And this is literally considered as naught. compared to what the person merits when HaKadosh Baruch Hu raises them up and sanctifies them in his keiches. And therefore the main idea, the main, the gist of the idea is Dafka, a third stage from with which we have the Seyris Milmata, Milmaila after Seyris 
that came from the mother. After the person said, I want Yachachu, Anirotse, Yokiero, any other language you can think of, I want to become one with Hashem. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives them and instills within them this Kedusha. But also the sanctity of the person within himself has a certain measurement of purification, of elevation. But the person thinks it's nothing in comparison the way a per- the, when a person gets between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the person where everything is elevated <coughs> and, sanctified, and sanctified within his kachas therefore the main main Aveda is the third stage, which comes from the Seder's Mamaila, and then afterwards the Seder's Mamata. This attachment, this connection between these two things, Mamaila, with the things that come Mamata, this is what purifies this physical, mundane world and makes it a vessel for the re- revelation of Akash Barakal, of godliness. And therefore, our Aveda here in the Golas is to prepare the world for the great revelation that's going to come Mumaila by the Geulah today. And therefore we have quite a task. We have a job to do. And as we finish Khumashima is known as the Sefer Hagaula. which talks about the going out of Mitzrayim, tells us about the great redemption that we had from the servitude of Egypt. But the Torah finishes off, as we said, the building of the Mishkan, the revealing of the Shekhinah, and Ve'eolais Ha'onon Me'ala Mishkan, Yisru B'nei Yisrael B'chom and the Jews knew they had to travel further when the Anan raised up from the Mishkan. First of all, what is the Indian of setting up of Mishkan? This thing is connected Cheda, to the order of the journeys that the Jews took. Secondly, from the what we're learning here, it looks like that each and every journey and each coming closer to Eretz Yisrael only took place when the Shekhinah left. Then Yisrael. Why? The answer to both questions is one, one, one answer. The tachlis of everything is the Mishkan, the Mishkan, the creation of the world. Everything is done for Bnei Yisrael, Naisim, for the Jews to travel. Dafka when when the Anan, the Anan, the cloud rises up. 
no kunz if you're sitting and basking in Kedusha to be able to do a mitzvah, to be able to do the, the, ratzen, the ratzen of Hashem. Tachlis of the Kedusha is when it's hidden from us. And on the outside it looks like Chas the Anan is not with us. And the Medrash therefore says, in Sava Baruch they want to have is there a tachtainim elyena by the evishta? Is there a bottom and a top by the evishta? Evishta is everywhere. What does tachtainim mean? The situation where kedusha is not totally illuminating, and this comes from the lack of spirituality. This is therefore the intention of the world. Tachtain, this tachtain, that there is no gilish china. The dira the kudsha b'richo makes it makes a dwelling place for kudsha b'achadosh baruch Even though the, the, there's no revelation of kedusha holiness, we need to see to it that we make through our teira mitzvahs a resting place for God. And therefore, through this light, we understand when anan Hashem is found lamata, and everything we see, we see the holiness. The world doesn't have a tachtin because there is no. We're not alone. We're not on the bottom. We are totally enveloped in Kedusha. Only when the Anan Hashem rises up from the world and walks away and looks seemingly is not totally enveloped, only then do we find that we can actually develop and work on our Avedis Hashem and make the Takas of the Mishkan Hashem. And therefore we have the pressing issue in today's day and age. Am Yisrael is unfortunately totally entrenched in Golos and the darkness of, of spirituality is totally enveloped the world. It's a time that we need to work on even stronger in Taylor Mitzvahs. We're not allowed to sit on our laurels. We're not allowed to be, feel darkened from the gullus. Just the opposite. We have to understand. We have to evolve ourselves, apply ourselves to bring light into this darkness. And when the Shekhinah is not with us and now at the moment, and because we are in journey, same way we will eradicate the gullus and the darkness and we will move on and we will see to it that we will fulfill our shlichas of Nesaya and we will go over to Gula Shabbos. I apologize again for a slightly improved version of the Shir. Shabbat Shalom to all.